Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, and welcome to the wrap-up live. This is the official Raptors Republic live post-game show and podcast where we recap the latest Raptors game you all just watched. I'm your host, Sahal Abdi. I am going solo tonight. Um, unfortunately, the guys could not make it, but uh, they picked the wrong game because your Toronto Raptors look like a brand new team. Tonight, your Raptors defeated the New Orleans Pelicans 115-110. to that brings the Raptors record to only two games below 500, 29 and 31 on the NBA season. And last but not least, I ask you guys this every show. If you enjoy Raptors content, whether it's video, whether it's in print, uh, whether it's on, it doesn't matter what it is. Raptors Republic has it for you. And the Rapcast podcast channel has it for you as well, wherever you're watching or listening. So please subscribe if you haven't already. Like the video. Let's get things started. And uh, how do we want to start, everybody? How do we want to start? I think I think I know how we want to start. Uh, let's talk about the latest addition to the Raptors, Jakob Pertl. Um, The Raptors are coming off of an all-star break, right? Um, things look good. I mean, Pascal Siakam was named as a replacement uh, during all-star weekend in the all-star game. A lot of Raptors fans felt like that should have happened in the first place. Uh, well, he got his shot, 12 points in the first half. He played really well. And then moving on, Scotty Barnes also played in the Rising Stars game. That will probably, or that will be his his last Rising Stars game, him being a sophomore now. And now the All-Star Weekend's in the rearview mirror. And no core guys were dealt at the trade deadline. Not OG, not Gary, not Fred. So now, I mean, the push for a playoff spot begins. Uh, we have, what, six weeks remaining in the NBA season. Um, and according to... Uh, Kirthika on TSN Sports, she tweeted earlier today that the Raptors have the fifth hardest remaining schedule um, in the NBA. Nine of their 23 games are against top four seeds. 13 of 23 are on the road, and they'll play three different sets of back-to-backs. Okay, that's all out of the way. Let's get into the game. And, uh, <laughs> I mean... Jakob Pertl should have been here a long time ago. That's how I feel. Um, what a fantastic game from Jakob Pertl. Absolutely incredible. We're talking about a guy who's not only brought balance to a team that needed it, both offensively and defensively. We're talking about a guy who, I mean, he's doing everything. He's protecting the rim at an elite level. Um, we finally have what looks like a, a plus roll, pick and roller. Um, I mean, I haven't seen a pick and roll works so well with this Pascal Siakam and Jakob Pertl tandem as it has uh, maybe tonight. I think that's the best we've seen in the, in the few Jakob Pertl games we've gone so far, but I mean, everything was working. Uh, what I would have liked to see is maybe the Raptors not uh, kind of, I don't want to say blow the lead, but it got pretty close. Everybody's anxiety was up uh, late in that um, late in that game, which was uh, unfortunate, but it is what it is. Those are NBA games. 
Uh, we're not going to sulk over that. It was a fantastic game. I mean, if you were in the stadium, um, I do know it was uh, Caribbean night, which is incredible to see. The halftime performance from everything I gathered was incredible. So please, if you were in the stadium, whether you're listening to this after in our podcast version or you're listening to it live, uh, please let me know how it was. Because from what I heard, the night's uh, atmosphere was incredible from start to finish. Um, and the halftime performance kind of tipped off everything, which is great. All right, uh, Jakob Pertl. Uh, well, what did he have tonight? We're talking about a starter, first of all. Uh, Nick Nurse did not start Fred Van Vliet. He was out of this game. Um, they did classify that as a personal issue that I don't think was divulged over as far as I remember. Um, Jakob Pertl did start this game, and Nick Nurse went big. I mean, it was Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Jakob Pertl, Gary Trent Jr., and um, Raptors fans, I mean, I would say the the response to that was a bit split. I think not having Fred Van Vliet, especially at the level he's played in in the last couple months, uh, threw off Raptors fans a little bit. Uh, I mean, he's especially since Jakob Pertl's joined the team, um, he's looked like an incredible, incredible playmaker. Um, he did not start, and unfortunately, um, he was out. He did not play in this game at all. Jakob Pertl did start, and we're going to start with him. 9 for 11 from the field in only 30 minutes played. 21 points, Raptors fans, and 18 rebounds. Seven of those 18 being offensive rebounds. Um, I mean, what can we say? What can we say? Uh, this guy was added at the trade deadline. I know a lot of Raptors fans were thrown off by the fact that the Raptors gave away um, a 2024 protected first round pick for him. And it's okay. I mean, it, it was okay to feel like that. I'm not, I'm not trying to single out Raptors fans that felt that way. Um, it did. I, I mean, when you think about it, it did feel a, a little rich for some fans. Um, but I don't think Raptors fans realize. Um, I mean, since Marcus all's left this team in 2019, the lack of productive play from the center position has been astounding for this team. Um, this team has not looked balanced. Um, it's looked like a bunch of guys who, um, I mean, talent-wise look incredible single-handedly. They look like great players. But it's a team that was thin. And it was a team that lacked rim protection and a team that lacked that size at the, at the the uh, in the front court. So, I mean, Jakob's here now, and you guys can see it. I had to pull up the box score for everyone who's live watching for us. Um, like I said, 21 points, 18 rebounds, and what looked – incredible i think and the first thing i'm going to bring up for Jakob pertl is not the rim protection right surprisingly so it's not the fact that it felt like every time brandon ingram was at the rim or Jonas valanciunas who, who by the way did draw his fair share of fouls in this game um it felt like every time a new orleans pelicans player attacked the rim tonight Jakob pertl was there to meet them he did only have a single block in the box score but Raptors fans who watched tonight's game knew that his impact defensively around the paint was felt by the Pelicans. Um, a lot of the big shots that the Pelicans hit at the end of the game um, were just that, jump shots. Um, CJ McCollum, I mean, he's I tweeted during the game that he's just one of the most aesthetically pleasing offensive players in the league. You can't really do much about a player like him offensively. It is what it is. Um, having OG Ananobi return, which was another storyline heading into this game, was incredible because you need him for a very good Pelicans team that boasts one of the most talented offensive wings in the game in Brandon Ingram. 
And I mean, for me, I'll, I'll let you guys scroll up and see uh, Brandon Ingram's stats. I mean, for me, it looked pretty damn good. Um, he he did. Brandon Ingram did have 36, right? Like we're not talking about a guy who did not score his fair share of buckets, but he did take 27 shots to get those 36. And I think the Raptors are okay with that um, in terms of efficiency. 12 for 27 from Brandon Ingram from the field. He did get to the line eight times, but I mean, that's just Brandon Ingram. Um, OG did not make it easy for him. Again, we're talking about one of the best wing players, I think, in the league, especially on his night. Um, CJ McCollum also had a pretty solid game for the Pelicans, but I think the Raptors closed things off when they needed to, and I think that was the most important thing, and a lot of that had to do with the tandem of Jakob Pertl and Pascal Siakam. I know all of you Raptors fans listening and watching, I mean, enjoyed the hell out of that. It, I mean, the trust... Pascal Siakam has in, in Jakob Pertl and, and the way Jakob, I mean, the gravity he brings as a, as a great pick and roll player. I mean, the corners seem like they're always open. And if you have an OG and OB on, 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 on the weak side corner and you have Gary Chan Jr. Perched up in the strong side corner, you're going to have success as an offense. And I think this is what the Raptors were lacking. And I, and I, and I mentioned this before, it's that big uh, burly center right who who like i mean there's a lot of guys who were big like Jakob portal but they're not as mobile as him right there's a lot of guys out there um seven foot just like Jakob. i mean we've seen them on the raptors the raptors have tried to address this position but maybe they just haven't tried hard enough until they acquired Jakob portal and and like i said earlier the the price was rich but i mean it looks well worth it for the raptors that 2024 protected first round pick I mean, now Raptors fans have, have definitely come to the conclusion that they would give up that trade 10 times out of 10 for a guy of Jakob Pertl's talent. A lot a lot of times as well, I mean, for myself um, on an individual level, I mean, right as that Jakob Pertl trade happened and San Antonio and Toronto came to an agreement, first thing I did, right, was was kind of re-familiarize myself with uh, Jakob Pertl. Um, I watched a ton of clips Right. Luckily, San Antonio Spurs, for those out there who love watching um, uh, film of uh, especially defensive film, the San Antonio Spurs YouTube does an absolutely phenomenal job of breaking down each and every one of their players. Um, if any of you guys, which I mean, have an interest in, in Spurs players, I mean, sure, Keldon Johnson, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jakob Pertl, I watched him and I was like, you know what? After watching him for about an hour, I was like, this guy is not just going to help, but he's going to have a big impact. And, and, it's crazy because my expectations are blown um, out of the water. I mean, I expected him to have an impact, but nothing like this. We're talking 21 points and 18 rebounds in just 30 minutes of play. And again, only missing two shots from the field, nine for 11. This isn't, uh, with all due respect to Brandon Ingram, this isn't a guy that's taking 18 shots to get 21 points. Uh, nine for eleven. The efficiency is incredible. You 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 can't ask for more at the center position. And I think very quickly, you know, it's very easy after a game like this to kind of make very uh, sh shocking and uh, statements about Jakob and how much he means to this team. And but I mean, if the if the Raptors are going to make a playoff run, I think Jakob Portal we can all say is probably going to be one of the most important players on this team. He's an impending free agent. A lot of Raptors fans forgot about that part. Um, and he looks like a guy, I mean, if he keeps anywhere close to this level of play, 
uh, going and he keeps this consistent level of play, I mean, there's no question asked. He has to come back. He has to return as a Raptor. Um, A lot of fans, rightfully so, and media as well, um, felt like as soon as the trade happened and you traded a 2024 first for Jakob Pertl, um, that was essentially the Raptors saying, we're bringing him back no matter what in the offseason. He's getting re-signed. But, I mean, now watching him, it's like, I mean, <laughs> now it might be a money thing. Like, it, it might be a, how much exactly do we pay this guy, right? And I know, guys, we're only, what, four or five games in with Jakob Pertl, several games in. Um, it's not many, right? But, I mean, you're lying if you said that you expected this level of play. Moving on, right? I felt like I've uh, we've been talking about Jakob uh, quite a bit, which is, of course, deservedly so. I want to move on to another player, uh, Pascal Siakam. And for me, man, oh, man, Pascal Siakam, I think <laughs> we're talking about a guy who, I mean, he is... Uh, like you see at the bottom of the screen, he's a cheat code. Um, a lot of fans balk at me, especially during the live show. Um, sometimes on my Twitter when I refer to him as a superstar. I mean, every every person who watches basketball kind of has a different criteria for what a superstar is. Some people think it's the top five players in the league. Some people think it's the guys who can win as a 1A on a championship team. Um, some people think it's a top 10 player, a top 20 player. I view Pascal Siakam as one of the best 15 players in basketball right now as we speak. I think he's proved that this season. Um, He's proved that, uh, which is incredible, by the way, because if you look at the talent of the top 20 players, I mean, you could search it right now, right, on any search engine you you prefer, top 20 players in the league, and you see the type of names that Pascal Siakam surrounds himself with. I mean, you guys saw it in the All-Star game as well. Um, That's the best talent in the world. Right. And uh, Pascal Siakam is is that guy. Right. He's that guy. And um, late in the game, it feels like a lot of Raptors fans, I think, felt like they there isn't that that one guy at the end of the fourth quarter. The Raptors could rely on some some fans would have said last season it was Fred Van Vliet in his all star year. Um, some fans want Gary Trent Jr. To, to, to be the primary ball handler in those situations. I think this season has has taught us, if anything, that Pascal Siakam is that guy for the Raptors, um, not only because of his scoring prowess, but his ability to playmake, his ability to cause havoc defensively when he needs to as well. Um, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a solid rebounder for his size as well. Pascal Siakam with 26 points in this game. He was a plus eight, five assists, four rebounds, two of those assists, two of those assists coming late in the clutch to Jakob Pertl. Um, he got to the free throw line eight times. I mean, what a game from Pascal Siakam. What a game from the Raptors all-star. Um, Chris Chris Willis, who is a great friend of the show. We love seeing you here, Chris. He asked a great question. He says, the Raptors are one superstar away from being a contender? Um, I mean, I, like I said, Chris, I'm not going to overstep, right? Because it's very easy to fall into hyperbole after a game like this. After you see your all-star go off in Pascal Siakam, you see your recent trade acquisition, Jakob Pertl, go crazy. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., we haven't even gotten gotten into him. I mean, what a shot at the end of the game. And I know a lot of people realize that Gary Trent Jr. um, was was open for a lot of that, I want to say the last two minutes of the game, 
when Pascal Siakam and Yaka Pirtle were operating in that high pick and roll, um, it felt like Gary Trent Jr. was ready to fire. He waited and he waited and he waited and he finally got his opportunity. And sometimes that's all it takes. You get one opportunity to hit that shot and he did it. Gary Trent Jr. with the most clutch shot of the night, the elbow three that put the game away. The Raptors were only up two after a big, big uh, bucket from Brandon Ingram. And like I said, I mean, that that stretched it to a five-point game. And at that point, it was all over. Timeout was called. And the Raptors won, 115 to 110. So, I mean, what a, what a night, I think, for Raptors basketball. I think this is what Raptors fans want, right? Because, like I said, we're all coming fresh off the All-Star break. Right. No, no basketball around that all-star break. And, and now it's a little different, right? Because after that all-star weekend, um, Adam Silver, I think a few years back, um, kind of changed how the NBA doesn't come straight off of all-star weekend, right? That Sunday was the all-star game. I think if it was five or six years ago, they would be playing, I think on the Tuesday, right? Now, um, Adam Silver, um, kind of implemented a rule where you get a, a little bit more of a break. Right now we're in Thursday night. The Raptors had Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday as a break. If any of you guys follow Pascal Siakam on social media, um, he was enjoying that little vacation time that he had, which is incredible to see. Um, and yeah, I mean, it 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 showed. Pascal Siakam had those vacation legs, which in the beginning of the game didn't look so great, and then it took on a whole different meaning. Vacation legs took on a whole different meaning later. Um, in the game, he looked fantastic. Um, looking at it from the other perspective, because a lot of times what we do on Wrap Up Live is, of course, we take a Raptor centric look at everything. Looking at it from the New Orleans Pelicans perspective, this was uh, a good basketball team. I mean, 30 wins, 29 losses, just uh, I believe they came into this game seventh in the Western Conference in a very, very strong Western Conference, might I add. A Western Conference that just added Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to the fold. Um, two of maybe the top 10 players in the East um, were added. Two all-star starters um, were added to that conference. And yeah, the Pelicans are a fantastic seed. They actually fantastic team. They actually owned the West's top seed at one point in December. Um, but I mean, the logjam is there. They they've slowly trickled down that conference. Um, and I believe at one point, if I remember correctly, they were on a ten-game losing streak. But I mean, no Zion, and they still have the talent. We're talking about a team that without Zion Williamson still has CJ McCollum, who I still view as an All-Star level player. Brandon Ingram, who's one year removed from an all-star berth. Um, and then a great, great supporting cast. Larry Nance Jr., um, who's the guy who was just in Rising Stars, who won, who won the Rising Stars MVP. Uh, Jose Alvarado, uh, Najee Marshall, uh, Trey Murphy. Uh, of course, the man, the myth, the legend who made his return to Toronto. We'll get into that a bit later, JV. Um, they did trade for Josh Richardson as well at the deadline, who does bolster their rotation. Uh, I think I said Trey Murphy, Najee Marshall. Uh, yeah, that's a great team. Herbert Jones, I think one of the best uh, perimeter defenders in basketball. We saw that in the playoffs last season. This was a very, very good New Orleans Pelicans basketball team. And the Raptors came into this game, and it was close in the beginning. Don't get me wrong, guys. It was close. Uh, the Raptors only led by four after the first quarter. They did lead by nine at halftime, but the Pelicans – Slowly trickled back in the fourth quarter, but could not do enough. 
um, and the Raptors came away with it. Um, it was a fantastic game. There's so many different things that happened. I mean, let's talk about Jonas Valanciunas for a sec. His first return in front of the fans since being a Toronto Raptor in Scotiabank Arena, which is incredible to see. He did play in Scotiabank Arena during the COVID-affected season, but unfortunately the fans were not there to witness it. Um, JV, from from what I heard from um, some, some uh, friends that were there at the game, he did receive a very, very loud um, ovation, which is incredible to see. I think one of the more liked Raptors of the last 10, 15 years. You could even argue in the franchise's history. So it was great to see JV back. I mean, we love him. We love him. There's there's no quips about that. Jonas Valanciunas, one of the more liked Raptors of all time. Uh, he played 29 minutes in this game, 12 points, 12 rebounds. But man, oh man, did the Raptors take advantage of him in the pick and roll. And I think now we're starting to see, and I don't mean to laugh, but we're starting to see um, the weaknesses that we saw later on, I think, in JV's Raptors career, um, where if you put him in a high pick and roll, I mean, you could really take advantage if you have the playmaking. I, I even witnessed Jeff Doughton Jr., who we haven't even mentioned yet, who played some really key minutes for the Raptors tonight, um, put JV in a blender um, on these on these screen and rolls, which was great to see. Uh, who have I not mentioned yet in this game? Uh, OG Ananobi, like I said earlier, returned. Uh, oh, how am I forgetting this, guys? Chris Boucher. My word, my goodness. I could already see you guys. Some of you guys said it, mentioned it in the live chat. Um, Chris Boucher with, I mean, you could call me biased. You could call me anything you like. I genuinely don't care. That to me was uh, one of the dunks of the season. Um, Chris Willis, again, like, I mean, the block as well. Um, the Chris Boucher dunk was incredible. One step in front of the free throw line. Um, there's a lot of guys. Let me just put this out there right now, because we were talking about the all-star weekend earlier. There's a lot of guys who can't in an, in an all-star weekend setting during the dunk contest who cannot do what Chris Boucher did on that dunk during a dunk contest. One single step in front of the free throw line. Chris Boucher made it look so easy with that super long wingspan. I mean, my Twitter timeline had the the Michael Jordan uh, photo just all the way down from maybe like 10, 15 people, which was so cool to see. I mean, if we're talking play of the night, and and I mean, I'm sorry, Gary Trent Jr., that last shot, that clutch shot was incredible. But the, the one play that's going to be remembered tonight is that Chris Boucher dunk. Um, let me see if I can maybe pull it up for you guys. Um I wasn't expecting it. He took he took it up all the way himself. And uh, William Liu of Sportsnet made a very good point. Chris Boucher picked up his dribble just after he hit the Raptors logo on half court. Uh, let me share this with you guys because I'm looking at it as we speak. I mean, wow. Uh, one of the best dunks of the season. If you're asking me and my bias self, I'm saying the dunk of the season um goodness gracious let me let me rewind this a bit for you guys because this was incredible we have to watch this together as a wow and that's hard to see and i apologize and i'm trying my best so we can watch this together but i'm gonna pause it right here wait right there he picked up his dribble 
Oh, I'm not even showing you guys. I'm an idiot. This is horrible. There we go. This is why Sahal Abdi's not the producer of, of Wrap Up Live, by the way. Keon, I need you. Um, the whole time I thought I was showing you guys. Here we are. I paused it right there. You guys can see. This is where he picks up his dribble, just beyond half court, at the logo. And, I mean, the rest is just, it's beautiful. Chef's kiss. Look at the takeoff. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, guys? I need you to zoom in on that. Please zoom in. Because that's barely even a step beyond the, the, the free throw line. We're talking, like, inches at that point. I mean, the finish was incredible. And I'm just going to play it for you guys because I know you guys are probably tired of me pausing it. Let me let me zoom out a little bit. Let me, let me zoom out so you guys see it. There we go. Now, here we go. Najee Marshall bringing the ball up. Oh, we don't want to see private messages. Najee Marshall bringing the ball up, getting blocked. Let's see this one more time. One, two. Take off. And look at how Precious is looking at him. He's like, goodness gracious. Uh, someone mentioned that the funniest part of this dunk <laughs> is Jose Alvarado in between four Raptors. You guys can see him in the middle thinking probably in his mind that he's going to steal this ball and he has no clue what's about to hit him at this point. Um, smart decision though. What do they call that? They call that a business decision. Great decision by Jose Alvarado getting out of the way. I mean, he, he barely got out of the way. I need everyone to watch Precious Achua. He's like, goodness, great, you filthy animal. And then, of course, in typical Chris Boucher fashion, right? I mean, it's not done there. Are we talking one of, if not the best blocker in the NBA when it comes to blocking three-point shots? Is that is that who Chris Boucher is? Because I'm okay with saying that. I'm, I, I really am. I'm okay with saying Chris Boucher is the best three-point shot blocker in the NBA. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm totally fine with it. Man, what a game. Um, I'm trying to get through all the storylines really quickly for you guys. Just make sure I don't forget a single thing. Um, let me pull up the box score for you again. Here we go. Do this really quick, really quick, really quick. Where are we? Where are we? There we go. We got Pascal Siakam, like I mentioned, great game. Some of the other Raptors who played well that I didn't even mention yet. Scotty Barnes played the most minutes on the Raptors, 40 minutes. Looked terrific in terms of playmaking. Uh, did only finish with three assists, but man, oh, man, he, he was active defensively. Three steals, 18 points for Scotty. His shot was falling, two for four from three. Uh, funny enough, just before the game began, um, multiple media members of the Toronto that cover the Toronto Raptors mentioned that Nick Nurse, and I'm paraphrasing here, he wanted Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi, excuse me, to be much more aggressive uh, shooting the three ball in this game, which is great to see. Um, what what like I said, what have we not talked about? Um, let me look at the bench really quick. Precious Achua, six points, two for six shooting. I mean, eh. He was active on the glass, six rebounds, nothing to really go crazy about. Jeff Downton Jr. Hey, guys, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Jeff Downton Jr., you have done enough for me to warrant um, more minutes on this team, or at least a consistent amount of minutes. 
And unfortunately, that's going to come at the expense of Malachi Flynn um, and a couple other Raptors who did not play in this game. Thaddeus Young was a DNP. Uh, so very surprising to not see Malachi Flynn on a day that Fred Van Fleet Jr. was not active. Uh, but again, like I said, Jeff Downton Jr. looked like he belonged, which was great to see. Fantastic to see. Um, the Raptors need that. They need that one guy on the bench, whether it's Jeff one night, Wancho the next night, Malachi the night after. They need these guys to step up because uh, the bench is still thin, right? Even though you added Jakob Pertl to this team, the bench is still thin. You got Chris Boucher and Precious, who are stalwarts at this point of, of the rotation. Thaddeus Young, I mean, I don't know if his knees can hold up. And I mean, this isn't even a disrespectful thing. He's an older veteran. I don't know if his knees can hold up playing 20 minutes, night in, night out. Um, Trace mentions a great, great point here. He says, downplay defense, which is the biggest key um, in this game. And yeah, I mean, like I said, when you're coming off the bench as a Toronto Raptor and your name's not Chris Boucher and your name's not Precious Achua, you don't have that those expectations to have consistent performances night in, night out. If your name's Malachi Flynn or Jeff Down Jr. or any other of the bench guys, you just need to look like you belong. You don't need to put up 15 points. You don't need to put up 20 points. You don't need to have a, a, an extraordinary plus-minus number, right? You don't need all that. Just look like you belong through the effort plays, through the defensive plays. I'm okay with it. Um, Guru made Guru Guru mentions that why sign Wieskamp if you don't give him minutes? We need shooters. Um, hey, I'm I mean Nick knows Nick knows best. I can't really say anything. I'm not I'm not at the practices. Um, I'm not seeing everything that Nick's seeing, and from what I saw, I don't know Guru if this is the right night to really get on Nick Nurse about rotations because I felt like. The guys that he chose off the bench really performed like he wanted them to. Uh, Chris Boucher, Preston Chua, and Jeff Doughton. And like I said, you don't need a fantastic game off the bench. You don't need a six-man-of-the-year guy, a six-man-of-the-year performance uh, off the bench, right? Um, defend. Exactly. Move the ball to the right guy. Shoot the wide-open jumpers. Make them play defense. Do all the little things, and we're okay with it. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine with just that. I'm going to just quickly go through the live comment section and um, highlight some things that I like or that I find interesting. Tomo, love and appreciate you as well. Thank you for, for watching with us on a Thursday night. Appreciate you. Um, <laughs> Smooth Brown Man says, Chris Boucher with the free throw Jordan dunk from 87. Yeah. I mean, I saw the meme or, or not the meme, I guess the photo uh, all over my Twitter timeline, which is, which is insane to see. Um, I don't know if, if, if an NBA player or I don't know when the last time an NBA player has dunked from that far out, I'm thinking possibly like a JaVale McGee. I know he had a similar looking dunk years ago. Um, I don't remember if he was a Denver Nugget at the time, but JaVale McGee, if you guys remember, back in his heyday, was a, was a uh, an athletic specimen. I don't know how else to describe him. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw a dunk um, take off from that far. Uh, maybe you guys can can let me know in the comments as well. Um, 
Let me see what else we got. Minha says, I still think an eight-man rotation is a bad idea. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys can let me know in the comments who else you would have liked to see in a game like this. Uh, for me, though, the three guys that came off the bench really proved themselves. Um, maybe, I mean, a Thad Young appearance would have been nice. Or maybe minutes could have been found somewhere for Malachi Flynn in a game like this. Um, but, I, I mean, if you're asking me, I, I'm personally okay with an eight-man rotation. It'll change. I mean, it's, it's fluid. It's not something that's very uh, rigid in terms of how many guys Nick Nurse wants to play in a game like this. Um, the next game, I believe, on Saturday night, I think it's, I think it's Detroit, um, we may see 10 Raptors play, right? We may see 11 Raptors play. Um, an eight-man rotation, I think it's, it's difficult for me to say I don't like it because I think it's fluid from what I've seen from Nick Nurse thus far. Uh, let's see what else we got in the comments. I'm going to answer or highlight a few more, and then we're going to head out. Uh, let's see what we got. Minha says, maybe Joe Wieskamp and Christian Coloco. Eh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be mad at, at, at a Wieskamp uh, cameo. I won't, I won't be mad at it. I feel like in the very short time we've seen him play as a Toronto Raptor, in the minutes we've seen him play, he doesn't look all that bad. He's a bigger body. Um, a lot of people just assume that he was another Matt Thomas joining the Raptors, just another pure shooter. But he's a bigger body, right, which is important, I think, for the Raptors. And he did sign that contract uh, for the rest of the season, which was great to see. Um, Christian Coloco, eh. I mean, with Yaka Pirtle playing like that, I'm – he can have all the minutes he wants, right? Gives the Raptors a whole new look um, and allows Nick Nurse, too, to just be way more versatile, I think, with the bench units as well. Uh, let's look for one more. Let's look for one more. <laughs> you guys are mentioning Bruno Caboclo in the live chat, which is funny. Uh, uh, speaking of Bruno Caboclo, by the way, um, Nigel Nicholas, our, uh, one of our writers at Raptors Republic, wrote an incredible, incredible piece on um, Bruno Caboclo, actually this week, which was, uh, it was, it was really, really good. It was kind of like a look back piece. So for any of you guys that enjoy Bruno Caboclo, because you guys are clearly mentioning him in the comments, uh, head to raptorsrepublic.com and find that piece. Uh, great, fantastic, fantastic piece. I actually highlighted it on my Twitter as well. I, I retweeted Nigel as well. Fantastic. Nigel's a great writer. Great, great writer. Um, and who doesn't like a look back piece? Who doesn't like that? Right? Yako, I mean, uh, I said Yako Portal. Uh, Bruno Caboclo is one of those guys that I feel like is just going to be implanted in Raptors fans' minds for the rest of eternity. Um, Tomo says... Banton's in the doghouse. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, I can't really blame Nick. Uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. I, I mean, Canadian, love the dude, kills it with the 905 most of the time. But, I mean, he just hasn't really done enough for me or really for Nick, which is the more important thing for the Raptors. 
Um, I think that'll do it. What did I not talk about in this game? I mean, hopefully we get Fred Van Vliet back. Whenever you hear a personal issue, you really start to feel for NBA players. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see when we get the starting point guard back in the fold. In the meantime, guys, Thursday night, we're back. All-Star weekend is over. Great, fantastic start to the second half of the season. The next six weeks are going to be fun for Raptors basketball. Um, before you guys leave us tonight, do what you always do and what we appreciate at Raptors Republic. We need you to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, as well as our podcast channel, The Rapcast. Uh, like this video if you haven't already. Uh, join the comment section. Even if it's not live, I mean, I always check back to see what people commented. We enjoy it. We enjoy the engagement. I enjoy the engagement. I love it. I try highlighting you guys as much as possible. Really building a family here at Wrap Up Live. This was Wrap Up. This is your official wrapped up, Wrap Up post-game live show where tonight your Raptors defeated the New Orleans Pelicans 115-110, to bringing the Raptors record two games below 500 to 29 wins and 31 losses on the NBA season. Welcome back to OG Ananobi. He's back from injury. Welcome back to Jonas Valanciunas, who returned to Scotiabank Arena, his home in Toronto. Yes, Pelicans fans, Toronto is still Jonas Valanciunas' home. The live show was produced by yours truly. As you guys could probably tell, the way I was struggling, uh, pulling up some of the videos for you tonight. That was it for myself, Sahal Abdi. Uh, we'll see you all on Saturday night in Detroit which is, uh, like Raptors fans know, Toronto's second home. Sorry, Pistons fans. Uh, the Toronto Raptors cottage, whatever you want to call it, their, their getaway retreat. I mean, the way we just fill up that uh, Pistons stadium is incredible. Uh, I love seeing it. Uh, we loved, on, on, on uh, speaking for everybody at Wrap Up Live, we loved having each and every one of you spend time with us tonight. Uh, enjoy the win. We'll see you all next time on Wrap Up Live. This was enjoyable for me. I'm going to go celebrate. Um, this was fun. Thank you guys for joining. I really loved it. Take care. Have a good one. And be safe.